What's up, my fellow A-plusters? Welcome back to a brand new episode of A-plus Opinions, your home for your nerd pop culture news and reviews. As always, it is I, your hostess with the mostest, Adam Perez, guys. We are, in fact, back with a brand new episode this week for you guys. Sorry about the little rough start here. I thought my uh, mic was actually on, uh, but... the. I'm really thinking about changing my OBS studio uh, software to something else, to be honest with you, maybe like Streamlabs or something like that. The fact that every once in a while it sort of kicks off my microphone uh, it drives me a little bit crazy. Like it should already have my presets just sort of there for me when I pop things on. So I do apologize about that, guys. But we are, in fact, back. We've got ourselves a Supergirl review. Uh, season 5, episode number 8, titled The Wrath of Ramen Noodles or Ramakan, as I like to call them. Um, um, I believe this is actually the mid-season finale of the show this season uh, because next week, next week does in fact start Crisis on Infinite Earth. So I'm really excited for that, guys. I certainly hope that you are. Uh, we've been having ourselves what se seems to be a rather splendid build-up um, to this crossover event, mind you. Although when it comes to Supergirl, uh, we haven't had too many uh, connections there. Maybe like one or two uh, brief uh, sort of scenes, but really um, John's brother being here, Malachi, uh, or Malachi, however you want to pronounce his name, really was brought here by that monitor in and of itself. Um, and so he's kind of been part of the crisis storyline, I guess you can say, for the most part when it comes to uh, Supergirl as a whole. But for the most part, really maybe one or two times this season, we've kind of gotten some sort of uh, reference in regards to it. Um, but um, let's see. I guess let's just kind of go into it, man, and couple, really pick up a couple things that you guys have um, uh, that you guys have seen this week. Um, I did actually go over to my Twitter page here. I did go ahead and actually post a poll for you guys um, to see what you guys are certainly um, thought about this particular week's episode. Um, so let me see if I can go ahead and actually try and pull this up here. So uh, over on Twitter, guys, um, earlier today, we've got about 15 votes uh, asking you guys, what did you guys think about this week's episode of Supergirl? Um, so far, 67% of you guys see say it's great, 20% uh, say it's good, and 13% say meh. So for the most part, uh, it does seem as though overwhelming uh, in regards to what you guys thought about this particular episode and even on our community tab guys we uh, looks like we had about 10 votes over there 60% said great this episode soared 20% uh, said man nothing special and 10% also said good but not bad there's also a 10% here who says who cares bring on the crisis um so yeah it looks like a lot of people are certainly really thrilled uh for this particular upcoming event uh let's see who's actually in our live chat with us today uh Jessica Friedman as always coming through S Karoma uh showing up as always Sean Sayer thank you very much for popping in and of course Mr. Turbo Studios himself coming through as well so thank you very much Stuart uh, for certainly popping in guys uh, and as always hey these are just my A plus opinions in regards to these episode reviews I always want to know yours as well so please go ahead and let your thoughts be known on this week's episode uh, in the comment section box below guys um, also do us a favor if you haven't subscribed to us yet I don't know what you're waiting for. Hit that subscribe button, guys, along with those thumbs up, that like button. If you love the content, we continue to provide for you guys. And, of course, if you want to follow us on social media, you can do so right here, guys, at A Plus Opinions. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, as well as Facebook. Uh, Jessica Friedman, right off the top, she says, I hope this crisis crossover, um, I hope 
once this crisis is over, Kara and Lena can work things out before it's too late, and Lena comes a true Luther like her brother. Uh, well, you, you certainly never know. Uh, it'll be fascinating to kind of see how Lena's utilized during the crisis, um, especially when it comes to Lex Luthor. We know he's certainly going to be having uh, a role to certainly play as well when it comes to crisis. Um, so let's go ahead and kind of talk about it a little bit, right? Let's talk about the crisis aspect of this week's episode, because after the episode is completed and we know that John, along with his brother, have really... Uh, really amended everything that's happened to those two in the past. They're clearly a lot more comfortable with one another, a lot more trusting. We do see that John's brother is now trying to sort of find a place for himself in this world, right? He's been in the Phantom Zone this entire time. What is he certainly going to do? Um, and I love the fact that John actually brings up another Martian that we're familiar with in Magan, Miss um, Martian herself, uh, which we haven't seen in quite a few seasons, uh, but actually kind of references for his brother to go go meet up with uh, Magan. You might, you two actually uh, might have. Uh, be fighting for exactly the same cause. Um, they can certainly, you can certainly help them out, especially when it comes to, um, you know, trying to bring green Martians and white Martians and things like that together. So he sends his brother off on his way, um, but not before, I should say, well, after, uh, yeah, but not before we get to see uh, the monitor pop himself back up uh, into the, the swing of things for this episode and for this series, really letting us know that he's kind of just been testing John this whole entire time. And I, I honestly do love that, right? I think for me, one of my biggest questions was because I look, I wasn't the biggest fan of the John and his brother's storyline. Um, but I, I was really impressed with just what David Harewood did as John in this particular story of his. Um, and my biggest question was, like, why did the Monitor bring this guy along in the first place? And we get that answered in here, right? The fact that the Monitor was pretty much just kind of testing John, seeing what he's capable of doing, right? I mean, I mean, goodness, you have to think highly of the Martian Manhunter here after you put sort of this... Um, this mountain-sized problem sort of into his life and then getting to sit back and watch exactly how John manages everything and kind of fixes things up in his life between him and his brother. Uh, I mean, that's got to be a huge um moment in anybody's life uh, and so clearly the monitor was definitely looking to kind of see how John would handle the situation uh, and really what he would make of it and he really made fantastic do uh, of what was kind of presented to him and this is definitely something that interests the monitor and now that he sees that John has kind of passed that test clearly John will definitely have a significant role going forward in crisis so I'm really eager um, to kind of see what they wind up doing in here uh, and I've been really impressed with this particular episode just in general at least. I mean, it feels like for the most part, they really wrapped up a lot of their storylines that they had all season long uh, pretty neatly. I didn't feel as though they rushed to kind of get to any conclusions for these characters uh, within this last hour. It kind of very much felt like uh, it, it honestly just felt like it just moved. It just moved extremely smoothly for me. So I was really, really thankful for this week's episode. And I honestly had a fantastic time. Um, the other crisis uh, tidbit that we had in here for the prelude was Lex Luthor. Luther. We do we do know that from the finale last year that the Monitor brought back Lex Luthor. Um, so he clearly is going to be some of the brains of this operation that the Monitor clearly needs him for. 
Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, in the comic books, there is a version of Lex Luthor, Alexander Luthor, um, that has a prominent and significant role in the Crisis comic books as well. Uh, but clearly, um, obviously, the writers certainly taking their own uh, adaption uh, to this particular crossover in general. So I I'm eager to kind of see how Lex Luthor kind of plays into all this. And we also wind up getting ourselves another sort of end credit scene here after we get the Supergirl logo of Nash Wells from Flash season, what is it? What season are we on? Season 6 uh, right now, I believe. Nash Wells has had uh, a rather prominent role over in the Flash series so far, whereas in this episode of Supergirl, towards the end, we pretty much just see him finally breaking through the wall. I think he was trying to locate where the base of the monitor was certainly at, um, and it seems as though he's certainly located something. Uh, it's got some hieroglyphics or some alien language that he winds up seeing. Uh, he pushes a couple of those buttons and it winds up opening up and really just sucking him through this particular portal so I, I'm kind of curious if this means that this Nash Wells that we have from a different earth is now going to be turning into the pariah character that we've kind of seen him uh, donning the suit on from some of the early official photos that we've gotten and things like that so I'm wondering if this is going to be Nash's Wells transition into pariah certainly going forward but we'll definitely have to see again the uh, mid season finales for all the shows are this week if i'm not mistaken and then next week will in fact be the actual crossover event itself guys so get ready get ready um but that was really just a crisis prelude stuff that we wind up getting at the end of the supergirl episode the the, the good stuff of this episode not that this wasn't good but the meat uh, of this episode definitely was uh rather incredible um so let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the actual episode in and of itself uh, Turbo Studios, real quick, does uh, he does say, is it just me, or does it feel like the robbers forgot about uh, Naya Dreamer? Um, yeah, possible. Um, I mean, I really don't feel like, for the most part, she had a significant role to play the first half of the season. Uh, maybe once Crisis is over, maybe Nia Null will maybe come back and have a prominent role or a storyline uh, for the second half of the season. Because the only time we really saw her was when she was trying to help Kara do some investigative work um, in regards to William. But besides that, uh, that and the Brainiac stuff, which I know that they kind of resolved, uh, but for the most part, yeah, Nia has been gone. She's she's been out of commit. I don't want to say out of commission, but she hasn't been focused on. And then ever since James James mentioned the fact that he was leaving, uh, we haven't seen him either. So uh, we'll see if any of them pop up for the crisis. Uh, but we'll, we'll definitely have to see how that turns itself out. The stuff about this episode that I absolutely love, though, I gotta be honest, the continued Kara and Lena Luther storyline. We do see that the DEO does come to the Fortress of Solitude, winds up saving Kara, who's trapped inside of like the little iceberg uh, security system from the Fortress of Solitude. And the one thing that I do love about Kara, and this is this is so true to just her character, she always believes that there is good in people. Um, despite everything that sort of happens to her, um, she truly believes that Lena Luther can kind of be talked back from that ledge. Um, and it's a possibility. I'm not going to say it's certainly not a possibility. I feel as though, if anything, the, the showrunners and the writers of this season have kind of left that open simply because of the fact that while Lena Luther is a Luther, we haven't seen her do like truly despicable things like, like Lex Luthor, right? At, at least one of the things that Lena Luther has decided not to do is no killing. 
right? She doesn't want to have blood on her hands whatsoever. She clearly has intentions to help people, but clearly is going about them the completely wrong way, right? Like, while Alex thinks that Lena Luthor is certainly a danger, I mean, she definitely is a danger to a certain extent, right? She's trying to use myriad to control people's minds against their will. I mean, I don't know how more uh, evildoer-ish that certainly has to sound or look, um, but Alex certainly thinks that Lena certainly has that potential of doing a lot more harm than good. Um, but we've got Carl who's trying to stand up for Lena Luthor like, hey, she's not trying to hurt people, right? We did see a, a scene in the beginning here where um, – Lena had the opportunity to shoot Supergirl down with some kryptonite um, beams, some ionic blasts and things like that, but decided against it. She doesn't want blood on her hands. We even have Malakif, um, who John's brother, who came out and said, you know, she, that was her number one rules that she doesn't want to hurt anybody. She doesn't want to kill anybody. But clearly her intentions of trying to control people's minds and their thoughts against people's wills, that's that's almost just as bad at the end of the day. So for me, it was just a really interesting dynamic this episode to kind of see Alex on the other side of things, um, really seeing Alex more as that sort of. I don't want to say devil's advocate part of, part of the side, but you clearly had Kara who certainly had high hopes and good hopes still for Lena Luther and Alex who certainly whose whose first intention is to protect the world, right, and to protect innocence, regardless of the fact that even Lena's her friend. So for me, at least, I appreciated Alex's stand to sort of still get the job done despite who it certainly might be, whereas on the other hand, when we have Kara, she's really trying to do everything that she can to kind of talk Lena Luthor over, the, you know, off the ledge uh, and really show that there is still hope and promise in Lena Luthor. Like, I can bring her back sort of thing. So I, I did like that dynamic between the sisters and how they were both kind of uh, on the polar opposites of this particular situation. And listen, even even despite the outcome, it's at least to see that while they are sisters, it didn't hinder sort of their relationship in the past. Like I think it probably would have in earlier seasons. I think these two characters have certainly come far enough to know that, look, we both have our jobs to do. We can't be mad at each other for the jobs that we certainly are trying to do. Um, and it managed to thankfully work itself out uh, at the end of the day. Um, but I love the Lena and Kara stuff here this week. Um, the fact that um, Kara tries to do the one last ditch effort by having a, a holiday. Um, uh, pop up inside of Lena Luther's um, uh, secret base underneath the mountains and things like that. Um, I absolutely loved it. I mean, hey, it, it was worth a shot, right? It was certainly worth a shot for Kara to certainly try and at least plead her case to try and walk her back from the ledge. But you can clearly tell that uh, all the hurt that Lena Luther has definitely suffered over the years, specifically even from uh, Kara, uh, has really pushed her to the ledge. And it was an interesting, it was an interesting idea that Kara had here. The fact that the reason why Lex told you this stuff to begin with is because Lex Luthor wanted you to sort of become more like him. Uh, whereas we get to see um, Lena, on the other hand, say, no, that that's certainly not what it was at all. He just simply showed me the truth and, and showed me just how evil people really can be at the end of the day, right? So uh, clearly they both have different perspectives on how that whole entire situation certainly unfolded. Um but I will say this, I do think that they have at least opened the door for Lena Luthor if she wants to be redeemed, that perhaps she certainly can by the end of this season. I mean, look, her myriad plan falls to the wayside, right? Uh, and what does she say to um, to Hope? Uh, 
uh, who's like, I'm sorry, you know, I'm so sorry that we failed. I love the line where she says, well, you know, they say good guys uh, don't always finish first or sometimes the good guys don't always win. And the, the fact that she kind of looks at herself in that persona of being the good guy, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, but the fact that she's kind of almost committed to the idea of losing, right? Like she's not going to go above and beyond what it means like she realizes at the end of the day that they had my number right that like they, they the deo and supergirl clearly won uh and instead of like lex luther who probably would go to lens above and beyond to make sure that he at least killed somebody or at least that somebody had a bad day uh lena luther on the other hand is just kind of going to be kind of accepting about things but the but again you know, Alex does say once a Luther, always a Luther, even though Lena Luther isn't killing people, she does have some Luther sides to her, right? Just the, the mindset of her being the good guy that feels like that's such a Lutherism, uh, if that's even a thing, a Lutherism to believe that you're constantly the good person. Um, and then also having a backup plan. The fact that she knows that majority of the evidence points to her doing something corrupt, right? She somehow managed to still put all the pieces together and put all the paper trails and things like that to show or at least pretend that it was actually Hope, her AI, Miss Tessmacher herself, who's actually doing all this stuff for her, right? Like the fact that the DEO and the police, they come in and she gives the gun to Hope who like holds it up at her head like she's like she's holding her a hostage. Like it was her plan this whole entire time. I mean, brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. I mean, I'm glad that Cara and Alex both know that's a load of crap, but it's 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 a true Lutherism to try and talk or work your way out of a situation that you caused in the very sort of first place sort of thing. So while she's not quite Lex Luthor, make no mistakes, there are parts of Lena Luthor that is truly a Luther. I mean, look, she, she's maybe she's just learned from the best, right, at the end of the day. So but I did find it interesting. The the raw emotions from Melissa Benoist as as Kara. Um, the same thing goes for uh, Lena Luther as well. I mean, you know, they've been building up this friendship over the past five seasons for really this to this half of the season and maybe this season in general to be their moneymaker. And honestly, anytime that these two ladies are on the screen, whether it's together or separate, I'm truly focused because this is the honest to God truth, the, the main storyline that I've really been looking forward to all season long uh, and I think that has a lot to do with just some of the fantastic writing that we've gotten over the years and honestly continued to certainly build up from last season uh, especially with the secret revealed into this particular season so I, I've, I've been really enjoying it because I mean look even at the end of this episode we get to see Kara looking at a picture of Lena and Kara and then we've got Lena also looking at a picture of Kara and Lena again just goes to really solidify what that bond truly was like it's it wasn't something that was just you know paper created in the sense these two characters really have invested a lot of their time uh, um, in each other so I think people could probably understand both sides of their argument in here so we'll, we'll see where the chips may fall when it definitely um, comes to those two I'm trying to think what else. Um, oh, yeah, let's talk about Akarta, Akrata, Miss Andreja Rojas. As we did at least get the return of Rama Khan, the, the world builder himself, or the world bender himself, I should say. Um, he did have actually a pretty decent plan this week. I honestly thought it was pretty br brilliant to go ahead and bring up a super volcano 
of course, in National City of all places, right? National City just happens to have a, a super volcano underneath it. Uh, and his idea is to certainly go ahead and really bring another extinction level event to uh, to happen here. But he certainly needs the help of Andreja Rojas one more time, um, who for the most part is is now understanding what her place is. The fact that she truly has been this pawn this entire time. Uh, Leviathan has, in fact, killed the person that she truly loves sort of thing. And she's really doing her best in this episode to just try and get from under the thumb of Leviathan um, by really giving, I think she try, uses some of her shadow powers to go to the DEO briefly just to at least give them um, at least a brief warning as to certainly what's going on. I think she even showcases her the 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 staff uh, that Ramakan was certainly going to be using as well. So it certainly helped out. And of course, John also helping out in that particular situation as well um, to where Ramakan is, in fact, defeated. Uh, and we do see Andrea Rojas for the most part at the end of this episode, almost seeming low. I felt like this episode was all about redemption. Uh, Malachi coming through to kind of bring down um, um, to kind of bring down Lena Luther's plan, things like that, using his psychic powers to go ahead and like bounce his waves and overshadow her waves for the myriad sort of thing um, so that that's the reason why they won at the end of the day is thanks to John's brother. Um, so we got him redeemed in here, and then it seemingly we got Andreja Rojas redeemed also. Um, so look, it's a redemption story all year round. Another reason why I'm keeping the door open for Alina Luther redemption story. Um, we'll see if that's something that happens this season or if it's something that happens down the down the road. Um, but I, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued nonetheless. Um, other than that, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything else that I might have missed uh, that was super prominent in here. Um, but if there is anything that I missed, uh, whether it be character points, um, storyline, plot points, uh, if I missed anything in particular that you definitely want to talk about, certainly go ahead and let me know uh, in the comment section box below, guys. Again, these are just my A-plus A+ opinions. I always want to know yours. So let me know what you guys think uh, if you're watching this in the live stream uh, or even after. Uh, so let me jump over to the live chat guys continue along with this conversation we're having here uh let's see here if you love bacon and sushi clap your hands he came through today he says i already knew that the show would finally have a connection to crisis by the monitor because the actor's name was in the opening credits yeah once you see la monica garrett you're like he's gonna be in here uh and then you say nash nash wells being in the b in the uh, excuse me, Nash Wells being in the end of the episode felt like the producers cut and paste an episode of The Flash that they hadn't shown yet. Uh, possible. Listen, I want to say that they also did that in Crisis on Earth X. And I also want to say they did that for Elseworlds. When it comes to Crisis, I want to say the week before Crisis on Earth X um, crossover event, I want to say the week before at the end of each episode, I think they had like a prelude cutscene that focused on... Um, they, and I think they were all the same, like the battlefield, and we saw a bunch of like superhero bodies and helmets and things like that before it finally focused on like the actual book itself. Or was that Elseworlds? No, it might have been. I don't think that was Crisis before it actually focused on the object at, at hand. Um, and they had that same clip from like for like every end credit scene for that particular week. So this Nash Wells thing. 
I didn't get the opportunity to watch Batwoman, but a part of me wants part of me is kind of curious if it was at the end of Batwoman and if this same scene will be at the end of Arrow and The Flash as well. Um, I do have some catching up to do. This week will probably be me binging on Batwoman, Arrow, and The Flash to make sure that I get caught up uh, before crossover. Um, but yeah, so I can I can understand what you mean by that if you love bacon and sushi. It does feel very much out of place, um, but I, I would not be surprised if it pops up in other shows uh, at the very end. But let me know if it certainly does. Uh, Austin the Terminator is in here as well. He says, hey guys, I really wish Andreja had revealed herself to Team Supergirl that she's a Krata after being saved by John. Uh, how did John find her? I was confused. Well, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Rama Khan um, tried to capture uh, Akrata at, at whatever location that they were at. Maybe it was like a sub-basement or something like that. So the fact that John probably is just maybe, if anything, I just assume that maybe John is like looking around um, uh, for the staff or Akrata herself. Because um, I do think that, if anything, I think they might have actually located or pinpointed the staff. Um, cause I think when they might've done some research for a brainiac, maybe they had made some sort of connection for it. Um, so I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure. Uh, S. Caroma says, I think Lena Luthor helps end season five, begin season six. Um, so, oh, I'm assuming you're saying that you think that maybe Lena Luthor comes around to eventually help them at the end of season five and into season six. It's possible. I, I'm not going to, um, because of the fact that she hasn't necessarily crossed that line to being like a full-fledged Luther, uh, like as far as I would say, like a Lex Luthor himself, um, I think because of the fact that they haven't had her commit to something like that just yet, uh, I think that's maybe one of the reasons why I'm under the impression she may sort of redeem herself at the end of it. Um, so yeah, may maybe she winds up helping the group at the end of season six, uh, at the end of season five and into season six. We'll definitely have to see. Uh, Austin says, uh, what happened to A plus here report yesterday? Will you be doing it this week or this coming Saturday? Uh, yeah, man. Um, I, I wind up having a ton of errands that I wind up having to do on Sunday. And by the time I got back home, I was just mentally and physically drained, uh, in getting it done. Um, I, don't worry, we will be back this week. I believe this is going to be a week that Indy will be joining us. So we definitely will be having something this weekend for sure for you guys. Uh, but yeah, this past Sunday, guys, I do apologize about that. Um, some last-minute errands came up, and they wind up lasting longer than I was certainly expecting it to. And when I came back, I was just so drained. I was like, because I, I still didn't, I hadn't gotten the opportunity to to prep for the shows as far as creating a thumbnail, creating the the slideshows and things like that. It does take a lot of work. It's one of those things is A-plus here report is kind kind of builds all throughout the week sort of thing right so if it's like last minute saturday and i still have to put it together it's a it's a ton of work to try and get some of these stories and get everything prepped so yeah i do apologize about that but don't worry all the shows in fact will be back this upcoming weekend don't worry uh if you love bacon and sushi says when lex said to the monitor time to convince lena does he mean to turn evil or help save the universe um John's brother's new car was sick. Uh, yeah, so that's actually so John's brother's new car. That's actually John's spaceship that I think he is is what his spaceship turned into. Uh, he loves his He loves his classics. I can't blame him. He loves his classic cars. Um, as far as what Lex said to the monitor, uh, I think it's just a matter of, hey, monitor, can you kind of like just protect me? Because once my sister sees me, she might try and kill me again. Like, <laughs> I think it's just a matter of convincing Lena, Lena that Lex Luthor can be trusted, right? Like, 
you're literally bringing in one of the most notorious villains who has tried to kill Superman on several different occasions. So I'm pretty sure when when push comes to when push comes to shove and Lena gets the opportunity to see Lex for the first time after knowing that he's been killed, I'm pretty sure the monitor has a lot of convincing to do. Like Lex is on our side. I'm using him for good this time around. You know what I mean? Because uh, yeah, Lena might try and kill him again. Who <laughs> certainly knows? But I will say this. I will be fascinated to kind of see what happens with Lena and Lex if we get that confrontation or that moment just because of where Lena Luther is now. And a lot of that, I think, is in part to do with what Lex told her. So I'm wondering if it's going to be a small little thank you in there for like opening my eyes to just how corrupt the world truly is sort of thing. I, I, I would be interested to kind of see how Lena reacts to that. Uh, Austin the Terminator says, I'm hoping Batwoman we get the time jump finally. Uh, what do you think will happen or not happen in Crisis according to the comics? Um, so yeah, I haven't caught up to Batwoman yet, but I would have I would have at least thought that they would have done their time jump uh, this week. Um, but again, I haven't watched this week's episode, so it'll be interesting if they even do one at all or if they even explain it. Who knows? As far as what will happen or won't happen in the crisis, according to the comics, there's a lot of stuff in the comics. Um, so I, like, I, a couple of things that I, I, I'll try not to give too much away. Because I don't, I, I don't know how they're gonna take their own liberties to tell this particular story. But I know in the comic books, I think. Um, at least in the comic books, a majority of the worlds are in fact destroyed, uh, a majority of the Earths. I think there's really like three Earths that wind up sort of surviving. Um, but in order to save them all, uh, I think the Monitor winds up putting together like a group of like 15 people or something like that. Um, the Monitor in the comic books has his own satellite. Um, so I don't think they're going to do satellite again. Um, if anything, maybe that spot that Nash Wells is located, maybe that's sort of like his satellite or like his base. Um, as far as deaths go, let me just say this. I'll just focus on the deaths because I don't want to get too much into it. But when it comes to the deaths, I honestly would like to see them hold true to the comic books. Uh, and that would mean killing off an, uh, at least a version of Superman. I, I think an older version of Superman dies in the comics. Um, I know Supergirl dies in the comics. The Flash dies in the comics. Those are really the two big sort of monumental deaths that we wind up getting. Um, so if I had to put my money on it, I do think that Supergirl will survive. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the other Superman sort of take her take her place as they did in the comic books, right? In the comic books, they had Superman literally is a fantastic one of the most iconic comic book covers of all time. Is uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths is an issue part of the miniseries? I can't remember if it's issue six or seven, uh, where it's got literally got Superman on the cover and he's just holding a dead body of Supergirl in her hands. Um, I would love to see that scene reenacted, but maybe reversed. Right, like maybe a Supergirl holding a Superman in her arms. I would love to see something like that. Um, I'm trying to think. So yeah, I think Supergirl probably will survive. Uh, maybe Arrow will take her place in regards to the death. Uh, I was thinking maybe another Superman. And um, I, I, I would. I'm, I'm hoping that maybe they stick true to the Flash dying as well. Um, I, I again, I don't, you know, I again, and I, I've, I've said this before, and I've said this on A Plus Hero Report plenty of times too. I'm more fascinated by the after of Crisis. Um, 
because the Crisis on Infinite Earths comic book really does change the DC universe as we know it, uh, like flips it on its head. So I am very curious to see the ramifications about what happens to each of these shows. Are are all these characters coming back? Are a lot of these characters going to be killed off? Does this Arrowverse look significantly different after the crisis? Uh, and that's one thing that I'm really eager and excited to kind of see how it winds up playing itself out, especially with the Supergirl show, um, because I don't know what they're going to be doing with the Supergirl show. Um, they've already talked about the potential for having a Superman, a Superman show in development. Um, and I don't know if television can handle Supergirl and Superman. Um, so I'm I'll be fascinated to find out what happens uh, with the show and just the uh, Arrowverse in general. But yeah, for me, I do want to see a Flash die and I do want to see um, a, a super person die would really be two things that I would like to see. Uh, Doomsday says, hey, Adam, what happened to A Plus Hero Report? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I wasn't able to get to it this weekend. Um, uh, last minute sort of errands had me running around rampant on Sunday. Uh, by the time I got done, I was just, I was kaput, man, uh, mentally and physically. So um, no worry, though. I will, in fact, have a brand new episode up this week. Look, we're getting ready to jump into some crisis stuff. So you know there's going to be a ton of crisis news. I'll probably do like a prelude to crisis section on uh, this upcoming weekend's episode of A Plus Hero report uh and then of course uh a plus more phenomenal on saturday for you guys uh if you love bacon and sushi says brainy was awesome again this episode the way he speaks to everyone Tessmacher, aka hope i think she's having a baby uh i noticed for episodes now they didn't show her from the waist down you're right and she they did also have her like wearing like a like a long gown almost to kind of cover up her figure a little bit she does look like she's getting a little bit chunkier in the face than what she was last season also so you might be right she definitely probably is expecting um so that that definitely would be a way for them to kind of cover it up but yeah I, i've been loving brainiac so far uh, i'm glad that you certainly liked him here this week's episode i'm assuming if anything that maybe brainiac's sister pops up next week or maybe sometime after the crisis um i don't know but we haven't seen her yet um uh, but I, I have loved brainy this season for sure <laughs> Toby says, hey, Adam, just want to just want to shout out. You just love shout outs, Toby. You just love attention to yourself. I'm telling you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's good to see you in here, Toby. Good to see you in here. Uh, didn't see the show. Sorry. It's OK. Uh, cover your ears. Cover your ears then. And then when you do watch the episode, come back and check out our particular review. Uh, it wasn't too much for us to get into, but we definitely focused on uh, a lot of Kara and Lena along with the crisis prelude stuff. Um, so let me just wrap up here with the last couple of comments. Um, Austin, the Terminator says, do you think Nash Wells is pariah? His memories stay intact or he will be memory wiped of ever being Nash Wells and Team Flash learns what's going on with him as pariah? Oh, that's a good question. Um, that's a very good question. Do you, do I think he'll have his memories intact? Yeah, I think he'll, I think he'll keep his memories intact. Uh, if I had, if I had to guess, I'd say he keep his memories intact. Um, if you love bacon and sushi says that new crisis on infinite earth's logo at the end of the episode gave me goosebumps. Yeah, I totally, I definitely agree with you. Uh, and then Austin, um, 
Uh, Austin also says, you catching up to Arrow, Flash, and Batwoman now that part one of Crisis is this upcoming weekend? Yeah, that's the, that's the plan. That's the plan. Uh, I've got a, a Black Lightning review to do tomorrow. And besides prepping this upcoming week's episodes, um, I'm pretty much just going to be catching up to all these shows um, so I can so I can definitely be on board when it comes to crisis because I think me and Indy are going to try and do a, uh, a crossover event of our own um, both both reviewing uh, each of the episodes of crisis together so uh, it, it should be fun it should be rather fun uh, and I believe for the most part I think we're I think all our schedules definitely line up well. So uh, you guys might be in store for something fantastic here for Crisis. So definitely keep an eye out, guys. Um, but other than that, thank you guys very much for your certainly for your time today. Uh, again, I apologize about A-plus Hero Report, but we will, in fact, be back this upcoming weekend. we got a ton of stuff to certainly talk about. I'm already getting some of the storylines uh, ready for you guys this week. So definitely be prepared for some prelude to Crisis uh, on our next week's episode of A-plus Hero Report. But guys, other than that, thank you very much for certainly joining me for another fantastic Supergirl breakdown. Um, uh, other than that, let me know your guys' thoughts. Again, these are just my A-plus opinions. I always want to know yours. Another fantastic episode, if you ask me. I personally really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was a really fantastic send-off and build-off um, to go ahead and actually get into uh, next uh um, into the upcoming crossover event. But guys, enjoy the rest of your evening. Um, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And until next time, guys, I'll talk to you later. Thanks. Bye.